Hello, remote friends. The information from this podcast is rich with remote support, but it's even more important that you go from information to application to get the best results possible. Remote work is here to stay, and we want to help you on your way. So let us know how we can support you even more by visiting remotepathways.com. There you will find a quick link to talk with us directly. Reach out to Jen for all your teamwork, leadership, coaching, and facilitation needs. And reach out to Michelle for developing a healthy, sustainable rhythm of life through spiritual practices, 90-day projects, and simple structures to support your remote working journey. Until we connect, thank you for listening. It's such an honor going remote together with you. Let's explore the remote world. Together we'll discover the people, places, and pathways to working remotely. We'll engage in great conversations, share tips and valuable resources, and connect you with voices from the field. Let's go remote together. And welcome back. I'm Jennifer Britton, the co-host of Remote Pathways. Great to have you back with us. And of course, I'm joined today by my co-host, Michelle Mullins. Over to you, Michelle. Where are we going today? Yes, yeah, so glad to be here. Thanks for that introduction. Well, in today's episode, we are going to explore the remote pathways of creative solopreneurs and virtual facilitators. And we're going to discuss the importance of goals in the remote working space. So take it away, Jen. Our hearts are ready to embark on today's remote adventure. Where are we going? Where are we going? Well, as we continue down our journey of the varied remote pathways, today we get to meet uh, the creative solopreneur. And that might be, in fact, a term that you are not too familiar with. We have entrepreneurs, remotepreneurs, solopreneurs. Those are some of the terms we're going to be using today. And I think the digital world has created a whole new, uh, whole new type of professional, which is a person who can thrive and do business in the remote space. And so today we're going to meet Mo. Mo is a creative solopreneur. So as solopreneurs, we typically work alone or we may bring on associates or subcontractors for bigger projects. But a solopreneur is a great business model for those that maybe want to do it alone Perhaps they're growing a side gig or have a full-time gig, but don't want the whole overhead or, you know, things that go with a much larger business. I have to say, I've been a solopreneur for the last 15 and a half years. It doesn't mean that my business is small. It actually is easily scalable when you have a great network of people that you can bring on for specific projects. So we're going to talk a little bit about Mo. And um, as you think about the world of the solopreneur, Michelle, what would you add in terms of like what solopreneurs do, who they are, people you connect in with as well? Now, I'm just referring to our avatar, Mo. This may not be the case for all creative solopreneurs, but I would say focus and structure could enhance her remote working experience. Mo could benefit from the excellent time management skills of the virtual facilitator that we're going to talk about next. And I would actually encourage her to connect and collaborate with others to develop that skill. Because as a creative, she may rebel from the thought of any type of structure, but once she experiences the benefits of it, she will begin to embrace it as a healthy rhythm 
for listening to her artistic heart. Now, I've heard it said that oftentimes the white space on our calendar is the birthplace of our creativity. And I think that's really true for me. But um, this can even be more challenging when you add the solopreneur to it, because that means that she has the freedom to design her own schedule. So she needs the discipline of managing time and those tiny tasks so she can fully enjoy the flexibility of flying solo. Now, although creative solopreneurs can greatly benefit from flying solo, they need community as well. Their light will actually begin to dim and they could potentially begin feeling a sense of loneliness. So identifying key collaborative partners and a community of fellow creatives, solopreneurs, or both could spark more joy and creativity so they can really thrive in this remote space. Love that. And you're so speaking to a common challenge and pitfall that we're seeing in the remote space and that of isolation. Um, For some of us, we may feel actually we're a little bit uber connected because when our conversations take place across time zones, we may find ourselves working outside of typical hours and sometimes not having the same margin of time between calls or conversations. And for someone like Mo, our avatar, a part of the Digital Dozen, solopreneurs are really the jack or jill of all trades. They are juggling a variety of tasks at any given moment. Like an entrepreneur, a solopreneur also learns to or probably loves to embrace risk because it's definitely not for the faint-hearted. I love what Michelle has shared here about the creative commitment as well. And I think this is where, just as Michelle said, the focus on community, on collaboration, on connection is so critical. And we do see that solopreneurs that really are able to get past those initial years in business probably have tapped into a vibrant community themselves. So one thing that Michelle and I are working on for Remote Pathways is a connection source. We use Mighty Networks. So we want to invite you to our Mighty Networks for Remote Pathways. We'll include the link to that in our show notes. But it is a place to meet others, to bring questions, to share resources. Certainly in a lot of the programming I do with professionals all over the world, they really enjoy having these these digital conversation zones um, that everyone can tap into. So Mo, my, my guess is many of you know a Mo, you might be a Mo. Quick learning, the ability to scale, the ability to see connections and opportunities help people like Mo thrive. And one of the key things that helps solopreneurs keep focused is a focus on their goals. So just a reminder of a couple resources that we've already put out through Remote Pathways, a reminder of the one-page plan. We talked about it in an earlier episode, and it does give you that one dashboard or line of sight in terms of what are your top three to five goals for this period, whether this period is the next two weeks, the next month, the next quarter, or even the next year. Now, key to planning, and Michelle can talk more on this in a minute, but key to planning is having 
not just SMART goals, but SMART e-goals. So many of us have heard about the SMART goal framework where we want to make our goals specific. We want to make sure they're measurable and we can tell how far we've gone down the pathway with them. We do want to make sure they're achievable because if we aren't achieving our goals, it actually will become demotivational. So can we achieve them? Are they realistic with a bit of stretch? And what's the time frame on this? Well, for those of us that have already worked on our SMART goals, we do also want to add an E on the end. And the E being, is this goal exciting? As a solopreneur, one of the biggest challenges I think today is keeping motivated, keeping focused, keeping disciplined. And so we will dedicate a future episode to the whole topic of motivation and what keeps you excited in your work. But keep in mind, next time you go about goal setting, What is the E? What is the SMART E? And I share more of this in my 2013 book, from OneToMany.com. So check that out. Now, Michelle, I know you love the E, the add-on of the E. What would you add about SMART goals from your experience in coaching lots of professionals around creating SMART and SMART goals? I think the E makes setting goals fun. And I'm all about the fun. <laughs> um, and I even imagine like when I'm goal setting, I'm putting on my smarty pants. And I know that's been used in different ways. But for me, I'm like, I'm putting on my smarty pants today and I'm going to accomplish goals a new way, making them fun and exciting. It's just an extra motivator for me. So love it. So be sure to check out today's download, which is a smart e-goal worksheet. And that's a nice segue into our second of our two avatars, who is Jane. And if any of you have read my 2017 book, Effective Virtual Conversations, you've already met Jane. I like to think of her as an amazing, masterful virtual facilitator. And some of you might wonder, what the heck is a virtual facilitator? Well, my guess is you have suffered by what I term the death by conference call. And you've also probably been to calls where it was a little different. It was refreshing, perhaps. And hopefully you walked away from those calls saying, wow, that was a great use of my time. There has been a whole, in the last, I would say, decade, there has been a whole development of a, an army or a cohort of great, masterful virtual facilitators. I've had the privilege of working and training many of them. And certainly, we want to make sure that our virtual conversations are not filled with dread. We remember things that are memorable. We remember things that are novel. And we remember things that are surprising. So one thing, if you are in meetings or doing presentations or even just having conversations in the virtual space, I hope you'll listen in to these next few minutes because Michelle and I are going to talk a little bit more about how do you jazz up your virtual conversations by introducing Jane, our our team member in the digital dozen. So Jane, so Jane, so Michelle, (laughs) what would you like to say about Jane, the virtual facilitator? Who is she? What does she sound like? What's important to her? Yes. Well, I've actually learned so much from you in this area, Jen, because you are a dynamic virtual facilitator and you've really equipped me in setting the virtual table with trust and connection with my clients. So I would say that's probably number one, right? For Jane, the virtual facilitator. Um, I would also encourage her to develop those skills um, and find training to give her the safe space to test things out before launching on her own. She wants to become comfortable with 
Facebook Live features and platforms like Zoom, using breakout sessions to enrich the conversations and using the various features to make the experience more interactive, like Jennifer said, so we can avoid that death by conference call. I've also noticed people from all walks of life gathering together in the virtual space for business, ministry, and personal reasons. So any virtual skills you can acquire will be beneficial. Keeping in mind that we've been talking on phones for years with multiple people on the line, even before the platforms like free conference call. I can remember the first time I could talk to more than one friend at a time on my phone. That was anchored to the wall by a cord, by the way. But I grabbed a notebook and a pen so I could fully focus on the conversation. So I'd also encourage any Janes listening in to lean into those strengths too. You can invite a friend to join you in the virtual space to test out your skills and figure things out together. Find a facilitation buddy. But Jen, I know you have even more to say about just the changing world and the important role of the virtual facilitator. So what would you add? Well, thanks, Michelle. And this is an area, obviously, I'm very passionate about. Really started my business potentials realized 15 years ago with this notion of not having to travel as much. And some of you may know that in my former world of work, uh, when I worked for the UN, when I worked for the, in the, the global humanitarian sector, there were some years when I'd spend 180 days in hotel rooms. It was exhilarating, but it's not something you can sustain for years at a time. And so as I set up Potentials Realized, I was really curious from day one of how could I continue to impact people globally without having to travel? That was 2004 and Skype was there, but we did not have all the amazing tools and bells and whistles that we have today. And what I think is exciting is whether you are a solopreneur like me or a Jane who is in a learning department around, you know, in a larger organization, or maybe you're a team leader needing to bring your team together because people can't travel aren't, or aren't able to come together face to face. We all need great virtual facilitation skills. It really is becoming not just a nice to have, but a need to have for professionals of all kinds. Obviously, I go into a lot greater detail. I think Effective Virtual Conversations, my 2017 book, clocks in at 444 pages. So yes, I like to write. I will say that my writing style is one of a resource-rich writing style. So go into a lot more around virtual facilitation skills, what you need to do, how to do it in that book. But you know, really, I think as we think about great virtual facilitators. Think of a great virtual meeting you've been in recently. Chances are that person was a gracious host, an excellent time manager, kept things moving, kept the pace good. They also were probably very good at building trust and connection. And I know Michelle's just mentioned that, but we do want to grow the trust. If for people to really have a safe conversation or just an engaging conversation, we need to like know who's who on the call, um, you know, what, what is the purpose of the call? Where are we going? And there is, of course, a whole getting comfortable with technology. Remote does not mean isolated. And in fact, you may be able to cultivate even deeper and richer relationships with people many time zones away because you are able to focus in on having great dialogue. So there's a lot more we will be saying about virtual facilitation and virtual facilitation skills. I just put a plug out right now for uh, you to check out 
EffectiveVirtualConversations.com, which is the website that accompanies my 2017 book. So certainly meet Jane and meet Mo in this week's resources. I'd also invite you to think about how you can be cultivating these skills in virtual facilitation. And if you're a solopreneur, how you can be reaching out to others. Michelle, what else do we want to touch on before we wrap up this week's episode? I think just pointing them back to that, you know, our website where, like you said, just like your books, you're going to find an incredible amount of resources to support you. So I think that wraps up who we're visiting today, but where are we going next? Well, we're going to take some of these themes from today and carry them forward to our next episode. Just to wrap up a few of the themes today that I hope you've heard. Number one, the importance of ongoing learning. That that holds true for all of us. Next week, we're going to be meeting uh, our mentor. And Malcolm, the mentor, is going to make his first appearance here. Mentoring is increasingly something that we all turn to at different stages of our career. It's not just for younger professionals. In today's context of VUCA, and again, VUCA standing for volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, it's really important that we see ourselves as ongoing learners. It's no surprise that in recent years, the research of Carol Dweck around her notion of growth mindset has really taken root in so many organizations. And just to give a very high level overview of that, her whole body of work, really it's about ongoing continuous learning. That is so critical for all of us in the remote space, whether we work for a large organization or work for ourselves. Getting comfortable in working with the unknown, being able to connect and find similarities and connection points across distance, these are all critical skills. So we hope that you'll join us again. And I've put one final plug in for anyone who's inspired to build their skills in the virtual facilitation space, check out Virtual Facilitation Essentials. It is a five-week online course where you get behind the dashboard in trying out and getting comfortable with many of these virtual tools. And that program has been approved by the International Coach Federation for continuing coach education as well. So I think that's a wrap today, Michelle. Any final words as we go to wrap up? Nothing more to say here, Dent. So I'll say see you next time. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.